Welcome back. This is the Policy Viz Podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. I'm here with Justin Grimes. Justin, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's July. It's summertime. It's raining. <laughs> but it's not 125% humidity here in D.C. So, um, always not, good. Yeah, always good. Not so much to uh, uh, complain about. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Justin is a, um, a statistician at the uh, Institute for Museum and Library Sci- uh, Services here in D.C. He's also the co-founder and the leader uh, for the Code for D.C. Brigade. So uh, I met Justin through a number of different initiatives, specifically the Open Data Initiative here in, in D.C. So why don't we start talking about um, open data, and then we can talk about Code for D.C. Uh, in a little bit. So what what's your view of, of open data in, I don't know, we can talk about D.C., we can talk about the world, we can talk about whatever. What's your view of, of an open data strategy for organizations, either as they try to open their data within the organization and share it between different parts of the organization, or as they try to take data and push it out and let people outside their organization use it or view it or, or what have you? Sure. No, I mean, I um, for those that don't know me, I'm a, a huge open data advocate. I see a lot of potential and promise in open data. Um, I think that for me, I, I think there's no question. I think every organization should be having a conversation about open data, um, whether they are uh, a government organization, whether they're uh, a commercial private sector. I think everybody needs to be having this conversation. I think there is a lot of potential. Um, and I think that um, when it comes to, and I, I mean this in a variety of different ways, I mean, in terms of uh, if you are already disseminating data, I think that thinking about it in terms of open data gives you uh, a better approach to data dissemination. I think that if you're not um, already disseminating data, I think there's a lot of uh, advantages, both internal and external, to sharing your information. Um, I mean, the, the popular example is always that kind of, you know, by opening up yourself to others, you ha- you uh, allow others to, like the kind of approach to, um, uh, like, open innovation that, that kind of strategy of, you know, maybe there's an outside organization that can see something that you don't see with your data. Right. Um, and, you know, honestly, if you've ever worked in a large organization uh, and you need data within your organization, you'd be surprised how hard it is to get um, data from another, <laughs> from within your own yeah. organization. Uh, so if you make it better for external parties, you're clearly making it better for internal parties as well. Right. So let's talk about government for a minute. Since you, you work for a government agency, I used to work for a government agency. When it comes to open data from from a government's perspective, either local or federal, mm-hmm. do, you, do you sort of feel like agencies are trying to figure out who their audience is at this point? I see a lot of open data portals from from different government agencies, and it seems like a lot of them are sort of just put out there because a lot of it's just like open data means put everything out there, but don't really consider who's going to be using it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, this, that I think is a very, very common question that gets asked all the time in this space. I think that, um, and I always have a, a very, uh, very specific response to that. Um, I mean, my, my stance has always been, I mean, first off, I would say that like open data is a very trendy topic. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's independent of whether people actually see the value in it or not. I think that, you know, I can speak for um, the municipal government in D.C. was one of the first municipal um, governments in the world to actually start making, to, to push this open data, to have a data portal to max, to try and maximize the amount of data that they were making available. Um, 
and then you started seeing this trend crop up in almost every municipal city, which is almost kind of like, well, if that city's doing it, we should be doing it because they seem to be getting a lot of good press. It seems to be a very positive experience. So there's a little bit of kind of, you know, following the leader in this regard. Um, however, I mean, my thing about it is I'm, I'm a statistician. I collect data <laughs> all the time. I mean, this is my job. Yeah. I mean, so for me, every agency, every organization collects data for a purpose. So when we talk about trying to identify the stakeholders, I'm, I'm always taken aback a little bit about that because no one collects data just to collect data. I mean, you, you had, there was original an intent and a purpose behind that. So you should already have like some general idea of why the data is collected and how it's being used and who's, I mean, what's the genesis, what's the provenance of the data. Um, so that should be your first step. Now, I think that hopefully when people ask that question of, you know, who are the stakeholders with it? I mean, who should be, you know, who should we get in to use our data? It's a question of who is not already using our data and how can we make them aware of that? I mean, I hope that's a conversation, but yeah, sometimes no. it's not. Sometimes I think the dis there's a big disconnect between the collection and the dissemination and those that are disseminating are used. I mean, like people that are used to often setting up the open data stuff are usually more on the IT side. Yeah. They're not connected to like the, you know, the day-to-day -day activities. So it's just a thing to them. They just throw it up and, but they're not connected. It's disconnected from the policy, the procedures, the business practices. Right, right. Yeah, because I, I think... You take this example. So, uh, Department of Trans a Department of Transportation collects data on traffic flows, and you know some guy mm -hmm. in Northern Virginia say wants to figure out the best and fastest and easiest way to get to work. And so, there's some open data portal on the Department of Transportation website, and so the person goes in and plays around with it. But sometimes those data portals are sort of hard to use, or you know things are listed as variable names and not as sort of um, you know, things that, that are easily identifiable. There's code books that are buried other places. So I sort of feel like the data is all, in that case, and, and similar scenarios, the data are collected for the government analysts to sort of better understand traffic flows. And then they're put out mm -hmm. as sort of a service to allow others to either understand their personal situation or to make comments back to government, say, hey, there's this big pothole, or I've noticed on this road that there's always a traffic jam or something like that. But it seems like those two things don't always sort of blend together because the d open data portal is not very useful for that sort of novice user, and and maybe that's okay. I mean, maybe yeah, you know, maybe the open data no, portals I mean, aren't meant for those people. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a couple thoughts there. I mean, my my first thing about it is um, so I mean, you have to disconnect. I think in some conversations, the data that's inside the portal from the portal itself, the presentation, the tech. Uh -huh. So I think that for for it's, I mean, it's it's like how any it's like any type of information or delivery of that information is. It really depends on the context of the user. So I can't write a report that's that's intended for every specific type of user. Um, the same way as I can't disseminate one data set that's that's going to be perfect for every use case. I mean, especially with data, because I mean, think about how often you have to transform or change to do something to get it to a point where you can actually ask the questions that you want of the data. Um, but I mean, so that's, I mean, that is a challenge. I mean, you know, and everything you described there is serious issues because what is how, I mean, often how data is collected is, as I said, designed for a very specific purpose. And it's not really designed for, I mean, most of these, unless it's, unless it's being collected today, 
Um, most of it was designed for a very, very narrow, very specific purpose. Right. And so there's like insider jargon and all that type of stuff. And I mean, so I mean, there's definitely steps that can be taken. I mean, that I think people can think about why they're disseminating data to make it better. I think, you know, tight, tight, better metadata, tightly, tightly cupping that information together. Um, maybe, maybe it's not releasing one data set. Maybe it's releasing the same data, but in multiple formats mm-hmm. and multiple, multiple um, arrangements. I think for the portals, I think you're right. I think the portals are, I mean, we're, we're in a very archaic, I think that we're in a very new period. I mean, open data hasn't been around for that long. So yeah. I mean, we're, we're still, still getting our sea legs here. Um, so, but for me, I think that it's, it's the same way as like, think about going to a, you know, think about going to a library and how you check out a book and that experience of, you know, we have, you know, taxonomies and Dewey Decimal Systems and all these things in place that better assist, you know, somebody looking for a book or serendipitous browsing of books. I mean, look at how we present data and data portals. I mean, there's there's so much that could be done in terms of the interface or, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's improving the faceted classification or improving the metadata or, you know, there's so much promise in the area of linked data, connecting data sets together. I, I mean, there's so much potential there, but I think that we're still in that kind of, you know, this is like open data, you know, 0.1. Right. Like, especially when it comes to data portals, there's so much more that can be done. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think you're right. We're, we're, just, we're just starting to figure this out. And you're seeing more and more, at least at the city level, more and more cities starting to figure this out. Um, and it's really interesting to hear some of these sort of anecdotal stories of different sort of city agencies working closely with communities to improve the data and how they're exporting it and and who it's targeting. So it's 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 an interesting field. Um, yeah, I mean, what, I will make. I'll add one more. Yeah, I think that the the thing that I mean, and you hit it right there in the last comment that the most important thing. I mean, it's just, I mean, an open, putting the data out there, disseminating the data, putting it on a portal, I mean, those things are just a system of steps. The real, the real value is the engagement. I mean, the conversation is the most thing, the most important thing about open data portals is the opportunity to um, be able to continue a conversation. Um, and that's, and, and then that extends not just beyond like the comments and the, you know, on the open data portals, but this extends to the agencies releasing the data is it's not just enough to throw your data up there and say, oh, it's open data and I'm done. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got a, there's a feedback loop to that. That's a participatory process from for which you can learn more about the community you serve, and then you know iterate and change your processes. And then it it should be a very it should be it should be like a feedback loop. It should be a very um, cyclical system. I mean, it should be a cycle. I provide data to somebody. I learn something. Maybe that changes my my practices or what I collect or how I disseminate it. I change my process, and then it goes back out to the citizens. Citizens making it, you know, it's very adaptive. Yeah, it should be, I should say. No, the the engagement is probably a key piece, and and there's always this sort of conversation about data and data visualization as people put things out. How do they measure? success how do they measure that something is having an impact and i think with with open these open data portals you have the opportunity to actually measure success as you engage with the people who are using the data and see how see what sort of products or or analysis or conclusions they're they're coming to as they use the data yeah and i i mean this and like i said this is one of those things like you know i don't i mean for example uh, most agencies didn't keep probably good track of you know data usage before um i think data portals make it easier there's a little bit of a like a, most data portals have a, an analytic back end that you're easy you're you're getting a little bit more granular information about the use i think yeah. that even that still is um still pretty basic i mean we still 
I mean, I know lots of organizations are like, oh, our data set's been downloaded a thousand times. I'm like, oh, that's that's good. And yeah. they're like, oh, this data set's been downloaded 2,000 times. I'm like, well, that's also good. Like, what <laughs> is, I mean, because I mean, the question is, for when you, I mean, it, and it comes back to a very, very basic core question is, why are you making the data available? What's, what is your goal? What is your organization's goal? Like, is your goal to um, spur innovation? Is it, is it engagement? Like, I mean, there's, there's, and you can have multiple goals, but I mean, knowing what your target is helps you to create better metrics. Because we're still talking about just like inputs and outputs. Like, we put a bunch of data out there. That's yeah. great. A lot of people love the data. That's great. But like, what are the actual outcomes? I mean, that's, and that's really what people care about at the end of the day is, you know, I, that data set may have been downloaded a thousand times, but somebody in the community built an application that led to, you know, 20 lives being saved or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now that's an outcome. That's an actual positive thing that you can point to. And that's the story that I think people really want to hear. Yeah, and I've also heard you say, what is, what is your goal with the open data portal? Do you want to have 1,000 downloads or do you want to have five downloads? And really, whenever I see you ask that question, I see the audience sort of, they pause for a moment. You can see them thinking, like, it's not one or the other. You want to have, the, if the five people are really invested in those data versus a thousand people who are just browsing it for fun, you want to have, you know, those five or that's, that's your, that's the core users you're targeting. And that's a, that's, that's successful. Whereas a thousand people just browsing it and just looking at it, but not actually doing anything with it is perhaps less successful, even though you have more hits or more downloads. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a, but it's, and it's, I think it's not like a, a question that I mean, every every unique organization has to has to an, ask and be able to answer that question themselves. I mean, yeah. for me, you know, the the brown, maybe it's just making the data available increases citizen trust because mm-hmm. even if they don't do anything with it, it just it increases trust by making more information available. Or perhaps, you know, maybe it is putting in the hand that data in the hands of not of actual citizens but intermediaries, journalists people in the civic tech community, researchers, who then take that data and then add some value to it and then return it back to the citizens. as like It's almost like a transitive benefit to the citizens. So citizens may never touch it to open data portal, and that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just recently did a, a, a little survey where they asked people about you know, their thoughts and opinions on open government, open data was, a, uh, I think, a telephone-based survey. And, you know, the, the numbers were really, really low. I mean, it was just like, I mean, even if you, I mean, if you look at specific the questions they were asking, I mean, how often do you actually look at uh, government data and do you do anything with government data? It's very low. It's, it's surprisingly low. Right. But then again, that's, I mean, that doesn't seem, that doesn't mean like it's not a success to me. Um, that just means that, you know, there could be, you know, work to improve that. But there's lots of stuff that never, lots of policy topics that never touch the average citizen oh. um, directly. They're not like, they're not the direct, directly connecting the citizen to the portal. But I mean, they benefit from that, with not even knowing how. I mean, think about how much government data the, that exists in this world. I mean, satellites, uh, tele, I mean, the atomic clock, the, in, what is the national standards, whatever is the, the vice president's that I don't know what's good. The, the, vice, the vice president's response. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's when people, I, I always used to joke with people, they're like, what is the most important government data set? I mean, what is the most important government data? I was like, uh, GPS, uh, time. <laughs> right, right. I mean, keeps, I mean, if it wasn't for time, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have GPS, you wouldn't have the internet, you wouldn't have, I mean, because you got to keep the clocks running. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. and that's like, or weather, or, I mean, and no one access, like, who, very few people access raw time or weather data or GPS. I mean, but you, I mean, everything is built on top of it. I mean, and that touches 
everybody. Well, if you think about just a, your your standard sort of three one one call, if you're just getting information, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that three one one is is more and more being based on the the data portals that are available through government. But if I call three one one to find out why there's construction down the street from me, I may not think of that as using an open data portal, even though the you know the person I'm calling is looking at some sort of a spreadsheet or, or data portal that he or she didn't have five years ago. Yeah. No, I mean, in this, I mean, this, and I, I actually, you know, you should, everybody should look at the PSA and the, and the survey and the question they ask, because I, I have some, I mean, I have some thoughts on that as well. But I mean, the question of it is like, well, what is government data? Like, is government data like, are we talking tabular data that's in a, you know, columns and rows, that type of stuff? Or is, I mean, does government data take different forms? Like, what 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 do people recognize as government data? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, some people probably wouldn't recognize weather data as like, that's, I mean, when they when weather information is presented to them, they wouldn't think, oh, that comes that comes from government or time comes from government or satellites were military and GPS and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, it's a hard time for, I mean, I think that some people have a, a, a very, I think some people in, in the populace have a very narrow perspective of what government data is. Um, so. Right. No, I think that's right. So, so we're, we're going to run out of time, but I don't want to, I don't want to, um, uh, leave without talking a little bit about Code for DC, because I think a lot of things that we're talking about leads right into the sort of events and and um, things that you guys are doing in bringing together all these different groups. So can you sort of talk a little bit about the sort of projects that you've been doing with Code for DC over the last, you know, six months or so? Sure. So, I mean, you, and so I'll mention Code for DC, we are a brigade of Code for America based in the District of Columbia. We or an all-volunteer group where we take um, technology and open data and try and find ways to improve the local community. And so this, you know, it works. We work with um, volunteers, work with government agencies. We work with nonprofits um, to try and come up with um, novel solutions to try and fixing issues in this area. So you can find more about it, codefordc.org. I highly recommend you check it out. So my thing is, uh, some of the, I mean, some of the examples of applications we built were. Um, uh, uh, caveats. It was a it was a map where you can loading historical capital bike share data predict the availability of a bike at a station at a given time based on historical trends. So you could, I mean, for trip planes, so you could like, oh, I need to be at the station at seven fifty to beat you know the rush hour commute. So or some of our other applications were um, taking data from education data and education. Uh, uh, spending on it on students there was a particular program in dc where they were spending additional funds on at-risk students and uh, one of our members built a little application with a nonprofit here in the city to show how the funds are not being allocated appropriately mm-hmm. um so it was more kind of like showing using data to assist the populace's understanding about a problem and then guiding them to making a decision like talking to their local council member um do, do you think that Code for DC and similar sorts of groups with meetups and, and all these sorts of, um, you know, Code for Progress and, you know, all these mm-hmm. sorts of code groups, do you think that's the, 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 the future of civic tech is getting these sort of volunteer organizations and pulling people together? Or is, it, is, it a more, uh, is there a more sort of hierarchical organization, you know, for-profit um, sector that's going to drive that, uh, that, that area? No, I think it's a great question. I, I don't... I don't think that uh, short answer would be no. I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think that it's. I think that it's a. You need a holistic approach to this. I mean, it's the same way as we don't rely on any one organization to solve 
you know, big problems that we're tackling as a society. I think that definitely, you know, this volunteer civic hacking, uh, whatever form it takes, I think it's it's definitely a component that should exist and has value in this space. And I think it should continue to exist. And I've seen through my own work through it that it, it does resonate well. And does make a difference, but I don't think it's it's it can't be the only thing. Like you can't you can't shift the burden entirely to all volunteer or meetups or that type of stuff. Nor could you shift all the burden to startups and the tech mm-hmm. community. Nor you know shift all the burden to government. Um, it's you're, we're tackling these problems as a community, and it requires you know a very holistic response from folks. Right. Uh, well, good. Well, on that note, that's that's a great way to end it. I'm going to end it on that note. Um, uh, Justin, thanks so much for coming on the show. This is really interesting. Um, we could talk and think about open data, and we have, but I think we could talk about it for uh, uh, a couple more hours, probably. No, no, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, thanks for having me on. I, you know, I'm always eager to come out. All right. Well, I'll have you back on then. We'll do it back. We'll do it again in the fall for the next Excellent. event. I love it. Um, and thanks to everyone out there who's been listening. Um, thanks so much for listening to the show. If you have questions or comments, uh, please log on to the site at policyviz.com or hit me up on Twitter. Um, and I'm John Schwabish, and this has been the Policy Viz Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.